Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, and I'm the dream business coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of Dream Business Academy, and today I'm host of Dream Business Radio, live right here on, on Facebook, which is exciting. So welcome to another fantastic interview. And today we are talking with marketing performance strategist. That's such a fancy title, Craig Valine. <laughs> How you doing, Craig? I'm doing great, Jim. Thanks for having me today. Yes, sir. Um, Craig is known for his straightforward, no BS style of communicating effective and powerful marketing advice to entrepreneurs and small business owners. Craig is also a marketing performance strategist. I'm going to ask him what that means, or is that just some kind of, is that marketing in and of itself? <laughs> some fancy title. <laughs> Greg, you know, you get these interviews at the end of the day really, really are very, uh, they could go either way. Anyway, um, he gets outrageous results for his customers. He's been doing this a very, very long time. And um, Craig's whole mission is to help you get better marketing, better results, you know, for, for uh, the best investment. He loves uncovering hidden assets in, um, in your business. He's also the founder of EMP, the Alliance, which stands for Enhanced Marketing Performance. It's a member-based community for coaches, consultants, experts, and service professionals who want to increase profits, grow their business without all the stress and overwhelm associated with it. Craig works with clients both privately and in group formats through the EMP Alliance and EMP Advanced Marketing Group. And he's got, like me, he's got a lot of irons in the fire. I've known Craig for, I think, 10 years. He'll probably correct me. I, I, it's at least 10 years because time is... No, four, uh, 14 years. Is that right? Oh my yeah. God. 14 years. We met at a Dan Kennedy event uh, way back when. And uh, Craig then invited me out to Pasadena, California to speak to his group. Um, and I think I was invited two more times to that and then once to do a keynote event um, yeah. that he was putting on. So let's see, I'm 63. So that was three years ago because it was uh, actually on my 60th birthday right. <laughs> that I flew out to California. But I, I was only a few people I would do that for. Anyway, um, before I dive in and, and talk with Craig, we're going to talk marketing and, and all things entrepreneur, small business related. Um, just want to remind you that all six of my books, dream business books are available in digital format. I don't even say still available. They are available. I'm not changing. This is my way of um, helping to uh, boost my legacy. been thinking a lot about legacy after I interviewed uh, David Phelps. And um, they are also available in addition to an Amazon as Kindle books. You can get them as Nook books. Um as Nook Books, so there's a, a fellow Dream Business Mastermind member, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Jeff Herring. So they're available as Nook Books in Barnes & Noble and also in the iBookstore. So if you like reading books on your phone or your, I guess your iPad would be better. <laughs> cool like this. Um, but, you know, I get a lot of, I get stats from Amazon. And um, Craig, I think I shared this with you when I started. It was back in uh, late April, early May when I was I was doing this. And I said, I don't know, maybe 5,000. What a guess it would be if 10,000. Well, 27,000 books have been downloaded, which astounds me. <laughs> so wow. anyway, it's pretty exciting that uh, 
some people are going to get some good information. Anyway, today we're talking about why one is the loneliest number in business. Um, so Craig Valine, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Thank you. From from California, East Coast, West Coast. Yeah, I'm a Boston boy, but I live in Pasadena, California. And uh, When did you move out from Boston? Uh, I've been here twice. I lived here 90 to 92, and then I moved back out in 96. So I've been here since 96. Okay, cool. Um, and you weren't always in marketing. Weren't you like an EMT? <laughs> yeah, I worked for a private ambulance service in the city of Boston uh, as an EMT, and I went to paramedic school and did paramedic stuff. And uh, that's why I had originally moved out here in uh, 1990 was to get on police or fire some out here, kind of leave my life behind in, in Boston. And um, ultimately, we went to war in the Gulf, the first Gulf War, and the testing had stopped because of the recession and all that stuff. So I got to the last phase of the police exam at LA, LA County Sheriff and several others, and uh, it just didn't go through. So I had to go to my other strengths. And I had always been an entrepreneur, so sales, uh, uh, um, what is it, multi-level marketing, network marketing, and stuff like that. I got onto that, and and I somehow found my way back to marketing. And you used to, I think one of your earlier business, because you did some consulting and I think some great marketing, you know, I'm a big fan of great marketing and brands. And didn't you call yourself the former struggling consultant or formerly broke consultant? One of those two. Well, the one in the same. Um, <laughs> that's true. If you're struggling, you're probably broke. Yeah. I called myself the former struggling consultant. And that's because when, you know, I had learned a lot uh, from my experiences in life and uh, and I was able to help people with their business. However, I was not very successful at being a consultant. You know, I wanted to help everybody and like, it's like trying to get everybody to eat healthy or lose weight or stop smoking or stop drinking. It's like, you can't help people who don't want to change. So I was trying to help everybody and nobody wanted my help. The people who wanted my help were the people who were already successful. And I, once I figured that out, I, I became the former struggling consultant. So I there went from go. struggling consultant to former struggling consultant. So why do you call yourself a marketing performance strategist? Help unpack that very fancy title. Well, there's a couple of reasons I do that. Number one, it's a fancy title for marketing consultant. But how I separate myself is, number one, I create a category of one because there's only one of me in the world. There's no, I created the, the term. So nobody else is known as a marketing performance strategist. And I kind of grab that title from uh, Tony Robbins. He called himself a peak performance strategist. And really my philosophy is all around enhancing marketing performance. So I said, I'm a marketing performance strategist. I really am about, hmm. and that's my company name, enhanced marketing performance. So where most marketing consultants are, I generally want to implement something new or try the new shiny object or whatever. I really look inside a business and say, what's already working that we can amplify, that we can optimize that we can get better results for about the same time, money, and effort. You're already doing it. How can we test to see how we can get a better result? And you mentioned something in my introduction about uh, finding overlooked hidden assets or overlooked opportunities within a business. There are a lot of things that are already within a business that are valuable to them that they don't even know exist or they don't yeah. know how to profit from. That's, so that's that's one of the things I enjoy also is it could, you know and sometimes we're all so close to our own businesses we don't even see those things right so it takes somebody and you, it's kind of a head slap moment oh my gosh I've got that and I'm not even using it 
Well, just look at our relationship. I mean, Jim, I've been doing this as long as you, and I need you to tell me what's right in front of my face <laughs> all the time. I mean, that happened yesterday, right? I said, oh, I already did this, and I didn't do anything with it. Let me start doing it again. You know, it's just that that's, yeah. the, that's the hidden asset or the overlooked opportunity that lies within a business, and sometimes it's right here, and you can't see it. So what exactly do you do if someone uh, became a client um, through the Marketing Performance Strategist Program? What's like the first, you know, get acquainted session? Like what would happen in the first, say, 60 or 90 days? Well, first, I would do what we call an uncover your hidden marketing assets audit. Okay. And really what that is, is a, about a two-hour meeting together to really find out what you're doing, what you're working on, and... Um, you know, what's been working for you? What are you not doing at all? And that just gives me an eye-opening experience to their business. And so many times what I find is if I ask about 80 questions and it's about 80 because it's really detailed, it's like people are usually using one, two or three things that they're primarily using and they're leaving a lot of other stuff on the table. And, you know, some of it could be Hey, we do business by referrals. Well, do you have a formal referral system in process in, in place? No. <laughs> Just okay, lucky well, and blessed when we get them, right? <laughs> let's create that, right? It's like, you know, when you're running ads, do you test one ad versus another to see if you can get a better result? Well, no, but you're already running the ad. So let's see if we can get it, get a better result for the same money you're already spending, right? The same time doesn't cost anymore. So right. I look for all those opportunities that are within a business and it's kind of like a proprietary checklist that I go through. And once that's done, I give them a report and I give them three options. Hey, here's a report that you can take and run on your own. Go do these things now. Number two, hand it off to another consultant to implement those things. Or three, let's talk about working together. It's interesting to me that because I get uh, sometimes private message with all the stuff I'm sharing online and my blogs and stuff. And um, people want you to just kind of blurt out some sort of a prescription to right. improve their business. And it's like, would you ever go to a doctor and have them simply prescribe a pill without doing the diagnosis first? And that's really what you're talking about with the audit. You got to find out. You got to you know, lift up the hood and get in there and see what's going on before you can actually suggest something. Right. Well, you know, I that plain true. I had a cold for about two and a half weeks and I went to the doctor and I said, I think it's this. And she goes, oh, you do? Are you a doctor? <laughs> no way. Swear to God. And, and you know, I said, oh, I have this thing and, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, well, it's not that. So let's go on and rule out some other things. <laughs> you know, so nice. Kind of and and why, why do you think it's that? Well, I looked up on WebMD. <laughs> the doctors exactly. must go nuts with that stuff, right? Well, just look at Facebook. Everybody's a doctor. Everybody's a medical expert because, you know, they Google something. You know? Exactly. Um. So what's interesting is uh, you and I were chatting about a week ago, 10 days ago. And, um, it, you know what? I think it was the day or the day after Facebook went down all day. Right. And we were both um, not uh, we we're just uh, not commiserating. It's not the right word. But we we're talking about how one is really the worst number. Dan Kennedy used to say something similar. Um, and I said, that'd make a really good topic for an interview, which is why we scheduled here today. I kind of like circling on a lot of different topics, but why is one the worst number in business? Can you give me a couple examples? Yeah. Well, I mean, I know several high level entrepreneurs who depend on Facebook ads for their daily sales, for their weekly sales and so on and so forth. And I know on that day they made nothing because they don't have any other sales channels. Right. So if you rely on one specific channel, and in this case, it was Facebook for your sales, and that's significant. So for instance, 
Frank Kern. Frank Kern does about $24,000 in sales a day from, wow. from his, uh, from his ads, right? No sales on that day. <laughs> that's $24,000. You know, I mean, that's a lot of money. Now he also has other advertising on YouTube and other channels, but the point is if someone, and I know a lot of people in, in, just in business and, and through my connections that rely on, on only one channel. What happens when that channel goes away? What happens when the government says, you know what, we decided that you can't use this channel anymore, or we decided you can't say this thing anymore in your marketing. Right. Isn't that happening more and more with big tech suppression? Yes. And, you know, we see it as po political, right? You can't say these political things, but what happens when they say you can't ask for the sale anymore? What are you going to do? Right. Yeah. So there is a way out of that. But it's, you know, if you're relying on only one thing to get your message across, to make sales, to build relationships, you're in big trouble. And if you think the I don't know who would think this, but if you think the government's not capable of screwing things up in the marketing world, I mean, how many times do we go down on a website and all of a sudden it comes across and you, you can barely get rid of it, especially on a phone? You can't see it. But, hey, we use cookies. Would that be OK with you? I mean, who are they saving, right, from from that thing? It's a big, giant pain in the rear, but but they're going to do something with I, – I bet you Facebook's going to be in for a reckoning here in, in the not-too-distant future. We'll, we'll see what happens. But well, well, it's already happening with Apple, right? I mean, it, it, that, have a, that hasn't really devastated marketers, but in their minds it has. Oh, no, what am I going to do? This is my only way of marketing, right? Yeah. You know, there were people breaking the rules, and they're succeeding anyway. But the point is – Political or not, it has nothing to do with politics. The fact is, if a politician receives something and he doesn't like it, he's going to create a law to ban it down the line, right? Yeah. So that's how the cookie thing got. That's how the spam thing happened. That's how, you know, the iOS thing happened. Hey, I hate these ads and I hate them following me all over again. Okay, well, we're going to give you the option to shut it off. Or we're yeah. going to give you the option to give you six, a, a different email address every time you sign up for something, you know, uh, it's really crazy. Let's talk more about why one is a bad number in business. Um, one product, right? Mm. One revenue stream. Yeah. Uh, one you, you sort of cover in this one, one, one sales process or one funnel, which is a big word today. Um, you know, if you, so anyway, you, you have a number of things, right? I mean, you're really big in the referral programs. I know you work with dentists and doctors, other service professionals, you, you're big in the in the cement industry. I mean, you you've really worked with a lot of different people. So talk about why it's important to have more than one product. Well, you know, for instance, you like you just said, right? I work with dentists. Last year during the pandemic, dentists had a horrible time. And fortunately, you know, some of my dental clients got funding from the government. So they got some mm -hmm. loans, they got some things to stay in business. But the same messaging and the same product sale that didn't it didn't work. They had to adjust to let's focus on cleaning. Let's focus on preventive maintenance. Let's focus on other things than restoring your beautiful smile so that when you go out into the workplace, you look handsome and confident and all this. I mean, things had to change. The message right. had to change and their product had to change their internal product. Now, fortunately now that's back to normal pretty much. Um, but if they focused on the same thing, they would have been out of business. Um, in, in my in focusing on them and my clients, I almost lost one of them. I gained another, but you know, again, different mindset, different strategies. Right. But if I focus just on dentist alone, I would have had a very difficult time. Thank God I have my membership, which brings in consistent revenue every month. Thank God I have other 
industries that I work with in case, you know, guess what's booming? The concrete industry, like you just said, right? The concrete industry, people are still building. They could still be out in public or out in the world and build things. Uh, That's getting harder and harder now, by the way, because of the backlog of products stuck off Long Beach. Yeah. You know, but, but it's still booming. People are still building, still be, you know, things like that. So you gotta, you, if you focus on one product, if I only focused on that market, I would have had a difficult time myself. I focused on opportunity and let's pivot and let's change your mindset and let's focus on opportunity rather than difficulty. Let's, you know, so I had to pivot myself. I had more than one thing. I, what I call this is diversity creates stability. Okay. And what that means is if you rely on any one thing, let's say a four-legged table, and you only have one leg holding up a four-legged table, table, the table's going to fall over, right? Right. But it has the possibility for four or more legs to hold it up to create, make it stable surface for put anything on it, right? So you got to focus that like that on your marketing. So one leg might be online marketing or let's say Facebook ads. The other one might be newsletter marketing where I'm communicating with my my t- list consistently on a regular basis. Another one might be email marketing. Another one might be direct mail. And again, if it's a long table, we can add more legs, but you get the point. You know, the more stable it is, you know, the, the more stability you have in your business, the more things you have working in your business. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So dentists really did get hurt. Well, a lot of people got hurt, but dentists because you weren't allowed to even see patients, right? Um so that had to be a, a severe impact. I, I want to, before we kind of circle on some other topics, I want to talk about, um, you're really big into uh, referral marketing. I know you've mm-hmm. created a program with and for dentists and things like that. A lot of people don't know um, when you see uh, some of these referral programs from dentists, Craig's like the behind the scenes guy. Sometimes he's out front, sometimes behind the scenes. What are, can you share just some of the things that you do to, to help dentists get more referrals? Yeah. Um, you know, my form, my former member and mastermind member and private client, the late Dr. Brian Berg, was a brilliant marketer. Yeah, and uh, so we created a course together about ten years ago, actually. And uh, we one of those primary methods that he was brilliant at, and that we've implemented with other dentists, is unique holiday marketing. Mm. And what I mean by unique holidays is there's a holiday just about every day of the year. In fact, multiple ones. So you might have root beer float day, which I forget which month that's in, but jelly bean day, um, zucchini day, and things like that. So what we did, what what Brian did, and what I have brought to other dentists is a way to form, build upon those relationships without asking for the sale. And that is to tie into a story related to that holiday, that unique holiday. So what Dr. Brian Berg would do, let's say on root beer float day, is he would write a story about how when he would go to work with his dad, who was also an orthodontist, and at lunch, they would go across the street to the soda fountain. It was a pharmacy mm-hmm. slash soda fountain. If, you, if you're old enough to remember I those, remember those, those yeah. Right? And his dad would always buy him a root beer float during lunch. So he wrote this story as a connection device to that unique holiday and then talked a little bit about the holiday. And it says, by the way, if we can ever be of help to you, thank you. You know, we're happy to serve you and take care of your patients. But he said, by the way, here's a gallon of root beer and here's some vanilla ice cream. Enjoy it. Really? Yeah. So he would bring the fixings for root beer floats for the staff and the doctor of the office. And if you don't think that's memorable. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Holy, Holy moly. Right now, 
another one would be Zucchini Day. Zucchini on the Porch Day, as it's called. And he wrote a letter about when he was young and his grandmother used to make zucchini bread and she'd leave it on the windowsill. You know, it might've been embellished a little bit, but it tied into the holiday. Right. Yeah. And so what we would do is get zucchini bread, little zucchini breads. And there's a, there's a place right here in Pasadena that makes it, they customize little loaves. And we put those in a gift bag with along with the letter and we take them to the doctors. And again, the letter says, Hey, when I was a kid and I go to my grandparents' house, my grandmother will make fresh zucchini bread and it brings back stories. And I do that with my son and yada, yada, yada. And by the way, enjoy the zucchini bread from Green Street Cafe here in Pasadena. And uh, we hope you enjoy it. And by the way, if I can never be of help to you, please let me know. So we do that every month and it builds solid relationships because really the staff are the people who refer the patients to the doctors, to the specialist doc- doctors. And right. so they're getting the the benefit of these treats. They read the story. They feel heartfelt. This isn't a, this isn't a mean doctor that we're referring to. This is someone who's human, who has a life, who's connected to our hearts, you know, things like that. It's very powerful. It and is. So- and, and, and why things like that work kind of the, well, many reasons, but I can't help but remember the, the term reciprocity. Right. It's very memorable. I got to ask when you're delivering zucchini bread, jelly beans, things like that, that's one thing. But when you're delivering ice cream, boy, you must have to have a giant cooler or some way to do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, I have not done the root beer float in a gallon to my with my doctors. However, when Dr. Berg did it, he put it in a little ice chest, brought all the fixings. They were all right inside and he just left it. So. Talk about making an entrance, right? Putting that on the counter, a, a styrofoam cooler with dry ice, this keg of root beer, right? It looks like a little keg. Yeah. And then a gallon of ice cream there. Yeah, it's just pretty awesome. That is awesome. You know, um, when I used to speak a lot around the country, including at your events and talk about uh, retention-based marketing and things like that, um, people would always ask, well, cause I, I talked about the different things I do. I, I would mail cookies and notes. I'd mail books. I did all these things. People will, every time you get a member every time, Jim. Yeah. Well, and I, I knew it costs $42 and 80 cents to run the gambit of what I called my retention marketing program. They said $42 for every new customer. Wow. He said, yeah, but it took my retention from six months to what it is now, I think 37 months. So at at my regular program for, for No Hassle Newsletters at 197, if, if somebody stays an additional two and a half years, right, that $42.80 is a great investment, is it not? But sometimes people can't get over that initial hump. Did Brian obviously didn't have that thought if he was doing, you know, all those uh, those great ideas. He knew his numbers. He knew his numbers. And I mean, he did more than that. I mean, he he would do little pill bottles like me, like prescription bottles yeah, with M&Ms those. with his face on it. Yeah. He would say and he'd have a little letter that says, "Here's a prescription for you to deal with any stress you might occur during the week. Please take one whenever you're feeling the least bit of stress. And by the way, if you ever need a refill, just call our office and we'll have it over to you within 24 hours or within Oh my goodness. So it's very cool. Um, he also, you know, one of the best ones he did where, uh, Cinco de Mayo, he would go downtown uh, or to East LA from this woman who made homemade tamales. He would buy almost buy all of them. Right. And he would get, and he'd dress up in a little sombrero and a poncho and he'd go deliver them himself. So he delivered this, these particular ones himself. The other ones he had his wife do or someone from the office, but you know, it's like, it's memorable. It's memorable. And, and everybody loved it. 
he also did, this is another uh, referral strategy, which I, I do 10 ways to increase your referrals by 10, uh, 10 times or more. And he does customer events or, or referral, client referral events. So um, he would do dress up as Santa Claus at Christmas, right? He'd have his staff, have everybody and their staff come over. He might do an in and out truck. He would just really, he knows where the value is. He knows in taking care of those people and treating them with respect and, and humanity, right? And hitting their hearts, hitting their stomachs. He was going to really connect with them. It's something nobody else does. Even right. on the minor level that I'm doing it with my other dentists, not at the level that Dr. Brian Berg did it. So, uh, Craig, we got like two or three more minutes. I want to ask you, do offline marketing tactics still work? Or, I mean, a lot of people are just doing so much online. You know, I, I'm still doing my own newsletter, you know, and I do it in the form of a marketing letter. So it looks like a personal letter that's written. I get a few members every month that I send it. So every time I send it out, I get new members. Um, it's people connected. When I go to my mastermind call, I said, everybody get their newsletter and I go, yeah, I got my newsletter. You know, nice. and someone goes, no, I didn't get it. Can you send me another one? Uh, that is sent by mail and it gets to my people within two days of me mailing it. Cause I'm on, I'm seated on my list. So I know when it gets delivered. Um, I send out direct mail offers. I, you know, I use phone calls. I, you know, I do uh, the, the deliveries I do. Every, yes, absolutely. Positively offline works. In this world of technology, the human touch is missing. So a handwritten personal note, a typewritten note, computer generated, something that's made to look at least personal, absolutely positively. When it gets in the hands, like, right, you're still, you're a big advocate of the in-person or the physical newsletter. People still need that. People that's still right. need human connection. It sticks around. It sits yeah. on the coffee table. It goes in the briefcase. Yeah. And people it pick gets it up. passed around too. Yeah. I, my son looked at it. I mean, if my son's reading it, it must be pretty good, you know? So, <laughs> so yeah, you, know, you need the human touch. You need tactile. So people still need to get stuff in the mail to, to read, to feel, to hold, to, you know, highlight things like that. Yeah. I want to share this. Um, Cause we're, we're, what we're really talking about now are some old school strategies that still works. So um, yesterday I'm doing a coaching call with uh, another dream business mastermind member, Diamond Bill Warren, right? So he's got a physical jewelry store and he just had a killer event over the weekend. And he was telling me people come from far and wide because he lives in a very small town in, in uh, the hills of North Carolina. So people come far and wide. I said, so how do you market? How do you get all those people? Well, he does direct mail, he mails postcards, etc. And then he said, and Jim, we do phone calls. We call past customers, et cetera. And I'm like, is that a robocall? He goes, oh, no. He literally takes, it's kind of the 80-20. So here's, you know, the 20% of his clients that generate 80% of the revenue when they split it up. He'll call like 30 people and then his wife will call some and, and the store manager might call some others. But he personally makes phone calls and just does killer business. So some of this, you know, just relying on email and, you know, Facebook and stuff like that, it's, it's, you're really shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, you know, I my list is big, so I can't get through to everybody every single month, but I still get on the phone. And that lesson was taught to me by my friend Michael Levine, who's a celebrity publicist. He still maintains the same relationships with his with his core group of media because he just picks up the phone and says, How can I be of help to you? How yes. are you doing? What can I do for you? You know, and that's what I do for my my people as well. Awesome. Craig, how can people find out uh how to connect with you? Maybe God forbid they get on your 
physical newsletter <laughs> or is that just for customers? Is that just for your no, uh, EMP? That's, that's for anybody who wants to hear from me. So, um, you know, my membership is EMP Alliance. You can just go to EMPAlliance.com. If you have more, uh, if you have questions, you want to get on my, my mailed newsletter, uh, just email me at Craig at EMPresults.com, EMPresults.com. And uh, let's have a conversation or email conversation at least. EMP as in Paul, not to be confused with EMT. That was his former life in, in Boston. <laughs> Enhanced Marketing <laughs> Performance, EMPresults.com. There you go, Craig. This was a lot of fun. Thanks a lot for coming on. And, um, you know, it was, it was, like I said, it was pretty cool. Facebook goes down and you and I were just texting, I guess. We said, boy, what a, what a lesson for people who are just have Facebook as their only thing. I said, yeah, let's jump on and talk about that. So thank you very much for making time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Jim. I always appreciate it. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special episode of Dream Business Radio live right here on Facebook with uh, Craig Valine. You can connect with me at getjimpalmer.com, www.getjimpalmer.com. If you're interested in being part of this awesome dream business mastermind that so many people are part of, go to www.dreambizcoaching, dreambizcoaching.com. And finally, don't forget to get free copies, free digital copies of all six books. There's the side right there at uh, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or iBooks. But that's it. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.